0: Get the full Bonfire experience on your screen, youtube.com slash sports. Thumbs up, subscribe, you'll know when we're live. Enjoy the games. Well, the Bombers are on a bye week, Zach Schnitzer, but uh, we are not short for news here in Winnipeg. Welcome inside Bonfire Midweek, uh, getting set to uh, go, looking ahead to CFL Week 20. Back on Week 19, the Blue Bombers loss in the Drew Brown game in Vancouver. Uh, We'll talk a little bit of Nathan Rourke. We're going to talk about this huge contract extension. The Blue Bombers signed with QB1 Zach Kolaris, what that means for Drew Brown moving forward, and really the rest of the roster. Willie Jefferson reportedly working on a deal, according to Justin Dunk of Three Down Nation. We'll go around the CFL. We'll talk about all of this crazy stuff in Saskatchewan with Cody Fajardo being uh, benched, I guess you could say. Mason Fine to start uh, this week for the Rough Riders. Craig Dickinson is he on the hot seat? Is this desperation mode? The Riders, all that going on. Uh, CFL and NFL picks. Okay, I'm done talking. I'm bringing you in now, Zach. Uh, how you doing, my friend? Uh, what's going on?
1: Uh, buddy, I'm good. We we uh, we got hit with the with the bug this week at my house. So being stuck at home with two kids all week, baby. No school, no daycare. Sometimes there even is too much of a good thing, and that's why even the Bombers need a bye week. I need a bye week from my family, so I'm here in my basement, and man, we were just talking. It's nice to have a fun distraction. You got the Jets game going tonight, a new regime there, hoping for good things, buddy. I love your coverage of the Jets, folks, if you're not uh, tuned in. Bonfire is in on hockey, big time. And, of course, love seeing all uh, all our fire starters, Sandy, Tao Zen, all the way from... Thailand good morning waiters is back Andre Harms granny bomber fan Arlen Axelrod Corey May love you guys so excited we had a whole slate of things to talk about you know uh, award winners uh, picking the bomber all-stars and then boom Kolaris the Kolaris news the the Willie Jefferson speculation and the Fajardo news oh I just can't wait to get into that buddy it's uh it's good stuff
0: well, just to, to update everybody out on, uh, out there, uh, the jets have now taken a two nothing lead in Denver against the defending Stanley cup champion avalanche. Neil Pionk just scored. Sam right. scored on the power play, uh, still the first period. So we'll see if they're able to hang on to this one. Uh, unlike their early lead in, uh, Dallas the other night, but we're here to talk uh, football today. And, uh, let's talk about Zach Claris. He signed yeah, a three year extension, worth a total of $1.8 million. Simple math tells us that's $600,000 per season. Uh, Kalaris spoke to the assembled media. I wasn't able to make it down there, but uh, caught the cliff notes. And well, really, what does this tell us? Why now? And what does it mean for the Blue Bombers on the whole? Well, number one, it gives them continuity. They know who their quarterback is going to be Through 2025. That's really something when we're in 2022, and they're looking, and easily the favorite right now, to win a third straight Grey Cup, and then they're going to have Calaris for 23, 24, and 25. Uh, I'm not going to get ahead of ourselves here, but very good uh, feeling, I'm sure, for Bomber Nation uh, to get Calaris locked up. The $600,000 a year, why now? Well, Kolaris said uh, it started during their first bye week, those conversations. Uh, so back in mid to late August. Um, and coming to a number like 600000 Zach, I'm not sure how you feel about it, but he is being paid $550,000 this season, which makes him the highest paid player in the CFL. He gets a $50,000 pay bump. Obviously, there's guaranteed money now a factor. Uh, lots of reporters uh, across the country, uh, including Dave Naylor and Farhan Lalji, two of my favorites, uh, media side, two of my favorite people yeah. um, uh, on the football beat. They uh, have got great stuff on, uh, you know, the guaranteed money and, and all the intricacies of it. But down to brass tacks, Zach, how do you feel about $600,000, a three-year deal? Um, and, uh, you know, Kolaris not going anywhere for the for the time being?
1: I freaking love it, buddy. I love it. How can you not love this if you're a Bomber fan? How can you not love this if you're a CFL fan? I mean, part of, part of the Bomber's brilliant video they sent out is about 40-something seconds. It started with Rod Peterson, a uh, quip from 2019, uh, talking about how Zach Kolaris was done. Now, to be fair, I thought it was a put, little wait, wait. Big. Who put this video out? The Bomber's. Oh, really? And they were, yeah, they were <laughs> trolling Rod Peterson. Someone on the chat noticed that too, it was the chef's kiss, as Frischi says. Uh, Rod Peterson, who was, uh, I'm trying to think, no, he he was already moved on from being the voice of the writers, but he had said, a popular show, you know, the Rod Peterson show, had said uh, Kalaris was done, like, whatever. But, uh, so, so the Bombers sort of riffed on that, and then they showed sort of a montage of, Basically, Zach Lara's but you know, basically he's gonna be back-to-back MOP, ripping the league apart, two great cups. But to be fair, you know, I know that Rod Peterson's I I don't want to get you know into the Rod Peterson thing too much, but I kind of felt bad for the guy. Like I felt like it was a little bit unfair to troll him. I, actually he's 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 been nothing but a blue bomber uh cheerleader, if you listen to him in the last couple of years uh rod calls it like he's, okay. he sees it he calls a spade a spade and a lot you know? of people thought zach was done a lot of yeah. people thought so so i just thought it was a bit unfair i'm looking forward to listening to rod peterson because mm-hmm. he apparently uh he's he has a response a rebuttal to it i don't know if anyone heard okay. it if you did get on the chat here fire starters and tell us what he said because i had it i had it queued up but i wanted to listen to it but i didn't get a chance today
0: um i like rod i, I go on a, I show, like uh, a lot you know and, yeah. and he is somebody that's not afraid to call a spade a spade it's one thing if you do it it's another where you, you're not afraid to uh you know dive into or delve into any topic uh, so you know i got i got uh i got time for rod and, and his opinions on it because um you know he, he has one uh on uh on the majority of sports stories and uh i enjoy going on a show and him he and, care
1: uh, oh, and you're on there right which is great i mean
0: darren dupont's and- Big fans of those guys. And they care about the CFL exactly. and they want
1: what's best for, and they they promote the heck out of it in a country where we don't have enough promotion and we have a monopoly from TSN. So uh, I just thought that was a little bit underhanded. But other than that, I think it's awesome. Darren, I think the 600 is is what he deserves. He he probably deserves more. You saw, here. here's what I think. You saw Michael Riley and Bo Levi Mitchell get in the 700s and especially in B.C., you saw that ha- that hamstring that team. They couldn't sign enough guys. They didn't have enough talent around him. And you saw Michael Riley in the first year of that contract get injured. The second year they didn't make the playoffs even though they had uh, some pretty good receivers. So you have to you have to think that there was some discussion. You tell me fire starters chime in that 600,000 was the right amount to be able to sign some other guys. Case in point, now they're talking about Willie Jefferson. It's uh, the thing is, it's the CFL, right? Six hundred thousand is not Tom Brady taking twenty million versus forty million, right? Like once you hit twenty million, I mean, what's another twenty million? Part of me thought should he take less so that for the good of the team, but it's the CFL. The the guys, the every player is one hit away, not just Zach. So you got to take the money. So I have no problem with that. I just hope we 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 are able to sign some other talent as well. I think it tells us that the Bombers and Kyle Walters are serious about signing other guys. And I love the three-year deal. Zach talked about this. This is important for the CFL to have guys locked in so that your team doesn't have, you know, a uh, revolving door of players. What jersey are you going to buy? It's bad for any brand.
0: Get a Canadian offensive lineman. You won't be disappointed. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Unless you get like a Matthias Gosen who retires or something.
1: Gosen, Suk Chang. Anyway. I think it's awesome just to, in a long-winded way of answering your question in a show that we said would be shorter. <laughs> I think it's awesome, Matt. I'm super pumped, and I loved what the Bombers did with a personalized letter and the video. I just um, I, I thought it was great. And I'll go on record as saying I thought Zach was done too. So I think I'm not the only Bomber fan who thought Zach was maybe done. But what I've learned from you is you look at the context. Look at the offense he was in. Look who was running the show in Saskatchewan. A lot of people say Chris Jones doesn't really care about offense. Steven McAdoo maybe have hamstrung him in, in the offense. So anyway, that's enough for me.
0: Yeah, like I'll, I'll never like at no time in my mind did I see Kyle Walters, a proven general manager, bring a player in and be like, "Well, he's probably done." Like, how many Fair. times have have uh, you know you had a reaction to we, us seeing something here? Uh, in the CFL, Zach, and I'm just like, hang on a second. We don't know. Yep. Like Bo Levi Mitchell. You said he's done. Bo Levi's done.
1: I sure but did, what if baby. What Bo Levi
0: has a good season with a new uh, offensive coordinator next season? Maybe it's maybe it's Saskatchewan. Okay, Keep but that, that one's a
1: little bit different. I, Why? Because for me, that one is not the scheme so much. And, and I get your point. And, and you're basically using my own argument against me, which is beautiful. Elegant. Touche. But... For me, that's not so much the play calling. I mean, him and Dickinson are tied to the hip. For me, it's the injury, Darren. Ever since he had that surgery, he has not looked the same to me. Prove me well, wrong. Me. It'd be great for the CFL. It's the shoulder, right? Oh, the, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. both shoulders. So, I don't know. I, 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 It's just a little bit different for me.
0: Yeah, no, for like, Bo. I get it. I, I never did I think... Well, this is inevitable for Colaris. like, you know, he's done he did nothing in Saskatchewan. He did nothing in, in Toronto, like right. I was cautiously optimistic if the bombers were willing to trade a first round draft pick, yeah, there what that wasn't on a, a a whim. That wasn't on a hope and a prayer, you know, for sure, when they made I that didn't... trade. They were third place in the West, yeah, third place. They were not a first place team who suddenly lost their quarterback, okay? They had a banged up uh, Chris Traveler. They had a defense that was getting better, but it's not like they played two months of lights out football. No, they were just kind of finding their path. And everything came like, Beautiful, it's not just man. Zach Claris joined the bombers and, and everything was fixed. It was everything came together at yeah. that time. Andrew Harris had a growing chip on his shoulder. Um, <laughs> The offensive line was playing at its peak. You know, that's peak Stanley peak Bryant. Um, uh, pardon me, Peak Hardrick, Peak Newfeld, uh, and and um, you know, uh, oh gosh, uh, Michael Couture was injured at that time, but yeah. they had a lot, they had a lot of guys playing really really well. Um, yeah. And then the defense, it was like the defensive line, like Jackson Jeffcoat was starting to uh, emerge as like as just as good or just an impactful player um, as Willie Jefferson, and then there was Dietrich Nichols and Winston yeah. Rose was just starting to get used to being back. Um, uh in the or, or pardon me Winston Rose was, was kind of hitting his peak before he had his NFL opportunity right like that 2019 team had a lot of things going right for it all at the same time they then yeah. added Kolaris and didn't lose again
1: right yeah. and but if sorry it Darren I got I got yeah no and he was the icing on the cake i mean not even icing on the cake he was he was the cake he was the I cherry on top he was a, uh, quarterback though you know like it was you needed they needed one guy it was they needed there was only Michael shea has said it many times there was only one guy who would fit uh but they i they hadn't established my trust yet the Canadian mafia at that point like really? i i wasn't like i am now where if they make a move all right i don't even question it anymore i don't even question it anymore i i just don't back in 2019 they hadn't won a gray cup yet i was like mm, i don't know they're kind of in a bind. Who else are they gonna bring in? I know I I I remember hearing they had tried to get Kevin Glenn and Drew Willie. Um, so I, I you know, they they hadn't like right now they're solid gold, man. Everything they touch, King Midas, everything they touch turns to gold. Mark Leggio, uh, they trot him out. What has he done? He's well, we can talk about the BC game. Uh yeah. The, we'll get into that right in our sober era, second thoughts. Right? The, the yeah, people or your sober second thoughts. People uh People wondering about that move and getting rid of Andrew Harris. Solid gold. By the way, I do have to give a plug to Paul Friesen. If you haven't read the book that he wrote about 2019... uh cinderella season it was called against all odds the inside story of the blue bombers superb writing it was a it's a fabulous book if you can get your hands on it Uh, i think all proceeds went to harvest or something uh paul friesen is not doesn't just write articles Uh, it was a fantastic book and i and i told you know what he did
0: he he took all of his articles through the year and then kind of rewrote them all and brought them all together
1: yeah and added a lot of stuff too yeah. And, like, the, that 2019 team, just, just to put a pin on this one, Darren, they mm-hmm. very well might have had COVID that week because they were sick. They were down, like, getting fluids the day before the game. Like, uh, like guys like Big Hill were barely functioning, and they were sick yeah. as dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but you remember Michael Jordan when he was sick?
1: Yeah, the sick game,
0: yeah. Sometimes you, you get the best performance out of somebody when they've got, like, nothing to lose or nothing, you know? So uh, backs so, against the wall. So
1: what is what does the six hundred thousand? What is what does the timing of this deal mean to you, Darren?
0: Yeah. So the, the timing of the deal tells me this like the blue bombers weren't eight, like they added Alden Darby at the trade deadline, right? And they traded, uh, you know, so they added a little bit of salary there and they had money to pay him. Greg Ellingson going on the six game injured list twice this season, Michael Couture going on the six game injured list, like there's some other guys too. They've saved a lot of cap space in in having those big contracts on the six game for a stretch of time. So if you take Ellingson twice, that's two thirds of his salary is recouped and able to be used. Like, yeah, you need the money you're paying Greg Ellingson, but your cap space is there. And when you have a team like the Winnipeg blue bombers and somebody running things the way the Blue Bombers board does and they, they make money year over year um, and they, they spend money where they need to if they're going to try to win a championship, which they are in full championship mode right now, um, then they were able to do that. So, so they add Alden Darby, but I think they had more in the bank. Yeah. So what do smart GMs do? You top up your salary cap this season. And then that defers some of the money away or opposite defers some of the money away from next season. So instead of paying Zach Kalara 600, 600, 600. Okay. You give him a signing bonus right now.
1: Yeah.
0: Of the remaining money under your salary cap in 2022, then entering 2023, maybe he, and, and 2024, twenty twenty four, twenty two, maybe he balances out. So he's making, you know, say, Say they had sixty thousand dollars in space, you know, maybe it's five eighty five eighty five, eighty over right. the next three years. interesting, right? or this maybe is why we got
1: the insider folks.
0: Well, I'm no insider. I'm no insider. i just I just know how the insides work. that that's all. and well, And that's me, just comes an in studying and conversation, right? but but you that's what people. smart GMs do is um they try to shore up as much as they can if they really have space point. to do it. Now, you know, Zach Claris is going to be here next year. You also know Willie Jefferson is going to be here next year. One way or another, of course, I say that more in a confident tone than a knowing tone because Willie Jefferson is a free agent this coming winter. But Justin Dunka, Three Down Nation, who reported the uh, numbers on Zach Kolaris also reported that Willie Jefferson is currently in contract talks with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on signing an extension. He is the highest paid defensive player in the league. So what is Kyle Walters doing? He's taking the highest paid player in the league, locking him up for three years, taking the highest paid defensive player in the league. You could argue his most important player on that side of the football. I think he's the most dynamic defender the CFL has seen in a long, long time because he can do things no other defensive end oh, can do. You can't
1: like you've said and so you, well, you lock him up. Like you've said some of his best games, he may sh- not show up on the stat sheet. And then Walby's big on this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, sack, Sack is not necessarily the best um, indication of a player's prowess or, or effect on the game folks. Like yeah. it's you're exactly right. Best player in offense best player in defense, arguably in the league. Nobody can do what Jefferson could do. Yeah. It's uh, and, and, and I've heard football people say, you know, to have a good football team, here's what you need. You need an elite quarterback. You need an elite left tackle. You need an elite player on the D line. You need an, you need a, a stud at DB.
0: You need a good kicker. And, and in the
1: CFL, you need a darn good kicker. What did and, the
0: Bombers do when they were rebuilding? Right. They found a consistent quarterback. They invested in the offensive line and they signed the highest paid future Hall of Famer kicker in Justin Medlock, who could handle all three duties. Right. And that helped them become competitive.
1: Absolutely. They, they, they turned it around, right. They didn't quite get there with that, with that formula. But then when Zach came in, it was just they needed a more aggressive air attack that would keep defenses honest. And, and they, and you know, people are referencing that 2019 West final Darren where Zach aired it out against Mm -hmm. his team. You remember him at his own goal line, uh, Charleston Hughes rolling into his ankle as he hits Darvin Adams for a 60 yard bomb and then two plays later hits uh, Kenny Lawler for a 40-yard, 30-yard touchdown. It's just um, that's what was missing with Matt Nichols, and no shade on Nichols. I, I wish they would have given him the chance to retire as the bomber. Apparently he asked. I don't know the full story, Darren. Maybe there's some uh, other drama well, there. But, but he, I think
0: I, I, liked, I like I to said, give
1: my respect to Matt Nichols for what he did. How long has
0: it here. been since S.J. Green has been in the CFL? He two will years. retire a Montreal Alouette in the coming days, signing a one-day contract. Uh, so it's not over and done with. Okay? I hope
1: not. I hope not. Because I, I think Matt Nichols did a lot for this organization yeah. and certainly in the community as well. Seems like a good dude. So, no, I, I, I think it's super exciting uh, to get those two locked down. I I sure hope they can keep the tarpaulin because this guy is going to demand a lot of money. Teams basically don't throw on him. He is...
0: no. They
1: don't. So here, here's my my hope is that we can sign as many of these guys as we can. But you know what? If we can't, we do know that the scouting on this team is unbelievable.
0: It's not just Kyle Walters. It's Ted Gavaya. It's Danny McManus. You know, yep. they're they're finding all types yep. of guys. And this is something worth mentioning. The Blue Bombers uh, released a handful of players from their practice yes. roster. What this was that about? Week, yeah. So this is normal. It doesn't mean that they're done with these guys. The practice roster expands for roughly a 30 day window. This time of year, the team can activate it and then close it. um, And they've done that. So the practice roster back down to its usual size now. uh, And they've trimmed that uh, practice roster down. So those guys that they cut, it doesn't mean that they won't be back. Now, one of them, uh, I think it's Jacob Stott uh, signed with, montreal okay now i'm forgetting uh but but he he started some games for the ottawa red blacks uh uh, last year so uh he's somebody that you know had an opportunity to go somewhere else and and collect a paycheck so all the power to him uh but the bombers were bringing guys in sending them on their way and uh that's part of the uh um, the scouting process. So well. that doesn't
1: mean, because at first I thought, oh, they're making room for someone or Greg Ellingson's coming off the six game, but this is just procedural. Like they, they have an open window and they, they, they close by the way, Kevin Sproul shout out, read that comment on uh, Bud Grant used to say to run a successful team, you need a good QB, a good wife and a good dog. And not necessarily in that order, but that's Grant's right. That a is beauty, a famous, man. And yeah. if you ever want to see a very similar regime to this one. Look at the Bud Grant era. He was famous for saying, "We don't have backups on this team." Same kind of thing, folks. Yep. All yep. in. And by well, the way, and, and Bud, Bud Grant, Grant loved Bud the, Grant
0: Bud Grant played in the NBA. He won two championships with the
1: Minneapolis Lakers. Yeah, before they became the LA Lakers. And then he and then he went to play uh DB and receiver in the Philadelphia Eagles. He was an all-star for them. He and led he's the in the team. Blue
0: Bombers Ring of Honor as a coach. He played for the Bombers. He I won know. NBA championships. It's crazy.
1: But but in the for the Eagle, and I'm reading his book uh, by Roy Rosmus and Scott Taylor. I'm reading the uh the quiet uh what is it the quiet uh leader or something? Anyway, it's a great book yeah. um on on Kenny Plain. Uh, and it's all about the Bud Grant era. But, but if you look at Bud, he loved he loved fishing and hunting, just like O'Shea. Like, there, there's a lot of similarities there. Uh, but Bud Grant won two championships with the uh, Minneapolis Lakers. Then he wanted to go back to football, signs with the Philadelphia Eagles. But he's, he had spurned the Eagles two years earlier to play NBA. And they never forgot it, and they didn't forgive him. He led this team in receiving the second year. And uh, back then... You made more money in the CFL, so it's so fun. the Canadian dollar was primo. People would come up to the CFL, and uh, fascinating stories, Matt. You got to read this stuff. So, so big quiet shout out hero to Mr. Is, quiet, quiet hero, hero, is
0: the Ken Plane. Yeah.
1: yeah, and I saw I saw Scott Taylor walking to walking down uh, walking down the street a couple of weeks ago. I gave him a hello and said, nice. "Great book." So anyway, we're we're going on and on, buddy. Yeah, um, well, it,
0: should mention uh who had Sam Gagnier having two goals before Kyle Connor hit the score sheet uh he Love put it. the jets up one nothing on the power play Neil Pionk followed that up uh later in the period two nothing jets in Colorado nice Colorado uh yeah. with one period in the books but um uh, so the Willie Jefferson contract I-, I think is important for the Blue Bombers to secure because players want to play on teams with yeah. Willie Jefferson, just oh, yeah. like Nick Dembski and Rashid Bailey and Dalton shown. And uh, even the guys on the offensive line, they want to play on a quarterback's team like Zach Kolaris. Yeah. So you bring in Willie Jefferson. Does that help sign Dietrich Nichols? Maybe, maybe. Right. Does that help sign uh, Malik Clements or Kyrie Wilson? You know, like sure. all of these, all of these things still need to be determined, but you got to start With the key cogs, you got to start with those linchpins and Willie Jefferson uh, is that. So we will watch closely uh, and definitely break it down uh, if or when it happens. Well, Um, and
1: just to say, say, you know, Walters talks about building a team, right? And how do you build a team? You build it from the inside out quarterback and lines. Mm -hmm. And. Sometimes those lines, especially O line, that's not the not the sexiest signings, right? When you re sign a Pat Newfeld or a I don't
0: know about you, but they are to me.
1: Yeah, they like to eat too. Apparently, Jeff Gray makes a, makes some great food for them, and this guy is like a uh, yeah, you Michelin mentioned a chef. I um, yeah. Anyway, I just love how they do things, and you talk about Malik Clements and Dietrich Nichols and Brandon Alexander and Adam Big Hill. If you have Willie Jefferson on the line, you don't think that makes your your job a hell of a lot easier. If he's knocking down balls, he's getting the quarterback's face, making sacks, creating double teams. So guys like uh, Casey Sales can get in on sacks. uh um Jake Thomas. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a no-brainer.
0: There's a lot of guys to sign, but you yeah. start with the uh irreplaceable, right? Yeah, You cannot replace Zach Kolaris. You cannot replace Willie Jefferson. You can shore things up. Quarterbacks a little bit different, but you can add pieces in the defensive line. You can add pieces in the defensive backfield. Sure. Uh, I think Dietrich Nichols will get serious consideration this year, not just for the blue bombers, most outstanding defensive player, but maybe in the West division, uh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong in saying that, but I hope he does. Uh, yeah. Cause you all know it. how I feel about the human tarpaulin. We do.
1: You never let us forget it. And 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 can we go on <laughs> to uh... the
0: tie cats? <laughs>
1: Dude, I just want to give you some respect for for hanging your neck out there, loving on some tie cats. You got crapped on again and again and again and look at them now. They let's go. You, do you want to go around the
0: league and then we'll get to
1: Fajardo them in
0: there? Let's do it. Let's go around the CFL for week 19. It started on Friday. It was a doubleheader uh and it in Ottawa. The Montreal Alouettes came away with a 34-30 victory over the red blacks uh trevor harris played quite well william stand back uh, back to i would say almost full production he only carried the ball nine times but did have a touchdown uh, and 34 yards um and the red blacks first loss under bob dice as their interim head coach but they're throwing the football uh quite effectively right now either way zach i just need to remind people because after we do our nfl picks for sia.com slash bonfire we do our CFL rapid fire and you picked Montreal to cover three and a half. So congratulations.
1: There. In the CFL, I can make good picks.
0: You can, you absolutely <laughs> can. Don't, don't, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Uh, the tie cats were in, uh, Calgary and yeah. this game was awesome. Yeah. Back and forth, neck and neck tight until the end. Uh, and both teams were one point, like they were, t- um, I'm I'm getting confused here, but like in the third quarter, they both scored 10 points. In the fourth quarter, Stamp scored 12, Cats scored 11 and it ended up being a three-point Hamilton Tiger Cats victory to keep their season alive yeah. with the Ottawa loss. They're effectively done. Love done-zo. this drama.
1: Love um, this drama. But
0: I tried to tell you all, if there is a team, I will say it again. Not just, I like the Cats; they're good. If there is a team that has belief in their locker room, it is Orlando Steinhauer's group. Don't ever put that past them. If you give them a chance, they can make it happen. So uh big ups to the TICATS right now. Yeah, uh, they're making things interesting uh, do you, with that crossover and in the East in particular. Do you look out? I think they can win the East.
1: Do you put anything on the fact that their rise has maybe been coincidental with the acquisition of Kahari Jones after he was unceremoniously dumped? Is there anything uh, there? Do you think he's helped at all or is it just a coincidence?
0: Well, the games that they've lost, it's still been the same story with Dane Evans kind of blowing it or making critical yeah. errors. Um, but I don't think it, I, I think it helped. I'm sure it can't it helped hurt, right? Having yeah. Kahari there, right? You go up against the Stamps. It's a chess match to play against Dave Dickinson and and John Huffnagel and, um, you know, uh, the the group that they have in Calgary.
1: And they Um, hadn't won in McMahon in what, 20 years or something? Like it wasn't 20 years, but it was 2004 or something. (laughs) That's, uh, that's throwing a gigantic, gigantic Chris Walby sized monkey off your back.
0: Yeah. I'm with Craig Smith. Who's watching live on Facebook. What's going on, Craig? Good to see you uh, as always. Um, if the cats get good quarterbacking from Dane Evans, they got a shot. Oh, I'll yeah. never count the tie cats out until they are, uh, dead and buried.
1: And they have a good the, running game. The They've got this, this West Hills guy.
0: Yeah. Uh, he's running extremely well, right? Yeah. And, Although, and the tie cats don't normally run the football, but no, they do the, the, the double header on Friday Argos at Elks yeah. to, uh, get things going on Saturday <laughs> prior to bombers lions and the Elks have not yeah, baby.
1: at home again. The Elks covered, though. Zach got it. You did. Told you they'd cover because the Argos are the worst, best team I've ever seen. Not best team, but worst, best team of the East. Uh, By the way, the Elks really should have won that game. If Cornelius doesn't get knocked out of the game, because then Trey Ford comes in, throws a pick. Uh, The Argos march down and score. Uh, They win that game. The Elks Mm -hmm. deserve to win that game. So I don't know what to make of these Argonauts, but whatever.
0: So, just to, to quickly recap, because you and I, we haven't been keeping track week to week. I know we got to do picks. this. We have our NFL picks, <laughs> but you correctly picked Montreal to cover three and a half. So, yeah. I was wrong there because I went against you in every pick this week. You did. Uh, you, you were, were very wrong adversarial there. covering seven and a half because I like the Ticats. Uh, so, I was yeah, right there. You were uh, right. I was wrong in picking Toronto to cover six. They won by three. So, you were right there. And then I was incorrect in uh, saying the Bombers plus 1.5. So close. Uh, so you were oh, yeah. correct there. So we went two and two this week. Both two and us. two? Yeah. yeah. Wait, didn't I go three us. and one?
1: I got no, Montreal, no. BC, and, and uh, Edmonton.
0: Oh, you were three and one.
1: Yeah, nice try there, Buzz. Oh,
0: wait, one, two, three. Yeah, you were three and one.
1: You see how he does that? He just slips it. You know, it's so oh. smooth, right? That's the professional reporter. Oh, yeah, it's two
0: and two. One Great, of those job, days, man. Great job, Holy Zach. Great job, Zach. I'm
1: like, no, buddy. You Sorry, can't Zach, take you know this away. You I wouldn't away. do you dirty like that.
0: I wouldn't do you dirty. <laughs> oh, like yeah, right. I right. Oh, no, uh, I feel get...
1: bad for the Elks. That's rough, man. Um yeah, that's Let,
0: let's get into your sober second thoughts before we right. talk a little bit about Cody Fajardo, Mason oh Fine, Dickinson, the and that mess that continues yeah. out there.
1: I'm going to foreshorten my my sober second thoughts just because I think we got to give that some airtime. Um, yeah, you know, not much here. You know, like I, I like I said, this was uh this was a preseason game 2.0. It was more fun than a preseason game, but it meant nothing. Um, I. I you know, I saw people saying that uh, you know, if you really wanted to get a look at Drew Brown, then why would you put in backup alignment? Well, what better way to to get a look at Eric Lofton on right tackle? Like, you don't want Eric Lofton coming in in the West final if Jamarcus Hardrick gets hurt and he's never had a snap. Are you freaking kidding me? So you got to get those alignment. I thought they 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 prepared for that game perfectly. Uh, as for for the highlights, Darren, I've got highlights, concerns, and uh, and questions. Quick highlights, love to see Bailey. I know Sandy Thompson too. Uh get 121 yards, two touchdowns. Well deserved. Well deserved. And and the big, big story of the game was was Drew Brown. Before I get to him, let me just say that that patchwork O-line um only gave up three sacks. Right, uh, that's pretty good. You had a whole bunch of moving parts there. I thought Jamal Parker was a killer—seven tackles and a sack. He, you saw that great instincts on the ball right off the right off the snap. He was just getting to the ball, making tackles. Yeah. Um, I've heard people say, Darren, that um, halfback in the CFL is like one of the toughest positions. Yeah. Uh, He—he's no Dietrich Nichols, but but he's—he's he's, quite frankly, he has a meteoric rise here uh he he didn't look great janarian grand has set the bomber record over keith stokes a guy i know you love i was listening to the post game um with fry sam and alan they they wally pipped me and i loved i loved them not <laughs> no knowing they the did wally
0: not P- that would mean you would you wouldn't be here right now
1: i know i'm just kidding, but they were awesome i loved them and <laughs> i loved uh, uh a little bit of different voices here and uh, i love the fact because i always feel young on the show because you'll make references to al bundy and i be like, what are you talking about and uh they didn't get the wally Pip reference put out there so i was like hey i know that one i'm not yeah. that young you're a little anyway. older than
0: josh At, well josh and taylor
1: yeah yeah so uh, uh generic grant sets the record and only 32 games uh over key soaks the bomber record for returns that's awesome um and then Drew Brown was the big story of the game, Darren, and I and I heard you guys uh, talk very glowingly of him. I heard on the post game uh, CGOB they talked, you know, very poised, composed. Three touchdowns, three hundred twenty five yards, seventy two percent. I think he's the first uh, starter for the Bombers who was a backup to win since Alex Brink. Um, and he did throw two pick sixes. Of course, I mean that was really the game. But here's the thing: the, one of them was the low snap, which he blamed on himself. You you, you notice that he didn't throw Couture under the bus for that? Never, uh, he, no. he 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 was very professional. He sounded great. He was pissed, actually. He was pissed. You know, a guy a guy could easily say, "Hey, I threw 325 yards in my start, three touchdowns." He was pissed at himself. I love that. He's never going he to say that. No, but some guys would. But anyway, he he said everything you want to hear. Uh, Kolaris talks about how hard he works and that he does everything right. He throws a pick six. He come back, comes back, leads a tough uh, touchdown drive. I thought he was poised. I, I thought he played. I'm uh, um, really well, and it's nice to see that that he got some playing time. So th- those were kind of the highlights for me. Reda Cramdy uh he he got a a squib kick and he hit he and he picked it up perfectly that was one of the highlights i love that um so those are the highlights just quickly concerns first of all this might not matter to other people but i know you and i love those third jersey helmets darren with that white stripe what happened to those the lions killed it with their their, with their um the gunmetal gray gunmetal gray jersey where's the white stripes i love those white stripes uh fire starters way in here
0: come on those white stripes are sweet yeah, the nice wide white stripe. I agree with the blue on the outside. Um, I want to get your I want to get your thoughts on. Um, oh, where was it here? Uh, oh yeah. Okay, so Booch mentioning that uh, halfback is the toughest position to play doesn't exist in the U.S. It does. If there's three receivers on the field, somebody's playing that nickel spot, right? Yeah. It's just not all the time. Uh, and they're not covering this, this that. Back amount in the day, when fields. there was like two tight ends, two receivers, tailback, and quarterback, right? Yeah. Or a two tailback set with one tight end. That that's sometimes how it, it's run. But th- those spots do um, exist. Uh, how do you feel, uh, John Chan, who's watching live on YouTube? What's going on, John? Thanks for joining the live chat. Should we can be concerned about Mark Leggio after his poor performance in BC under that... the dome with no wind?
1: Okay, so so I had that as a potential concern. I'm going to ask you. a good you... thing, isn't it? Well, so here's a, there's a lot of stuff on the dome and whether it's good or bad for kickers, apparently kickers and domes don't actually do better than in open air. They do worse. Someone on, on Twitter told me, I think it was one of our guys, uh, Jay Rubin in our, in our uh, DM group, he had been DMing with uh, none other than Derek Taylor and talked about that. It's more that it's sea level so I, I i we saw a medlock struggle in the dome uh both games that Bailey, uh, sorry um Leggio has played in b c he's had struggles uh he, he was three for five in the first b c game missed from forty three and thirty three and this time he missed from fifty two fifty three and forty five so I, I i don't think uh i don't I think the dome is tough for some kickers, especially if you're not used to it. It's dead air. You're at sea level, heavier air. Maybe you know how they kick in Denver, right? You can kick like 70 yards. He misses from 52 and 53. I mean, it was dead on straight. Mike O'Shea said something interesting in his coach's show. he said that uh, if I, if I'm not mistaken, he sort of intimated that it was a little bit out of Legio's range in that dome. And he sent him out because he thought, why not give him a chance? Right? So they, here, here's, here's my tinfoil hat, Darren.
0: Okay. If
1: I'm the Winnipeg blue bombers, here's a few things that I noticed. They trot out Leggio to hit 50 plus field goals twice. Those, those basically changed the game. Cause one of them was almost run back for a touchdown. I mean, the return team struggled. I don't, I don't know if that's a big concern either. Cause that same return team has helped Janarian grant uh, on, on returns. Get get the record right. It's the same players, but I don't know if I the kick coverage wasn't great. Well, we we, we let a few rushing yards through, but they were rotating guys. Uh, can big can I comment
0: out. on on that note? So if you're rotating guys, you're trying to see how things work out. Yeah, they're trying to win. That's the message they're going to stick with. But if they don't, it's not such a big deal. Are you trying to win? Yes. Are you heartbroken if you don't? No. Are you making decisions strategically in the game to win? Maybe not quite. That's yeah, the my tinfoil hat. So when O'Shea, like Casey yeah. Jones mentioning here, O'Shea should have known better about the dead air in the dome. He does. He knows. Uh, but even Pasagli had issues over 50. Even Justin Medlock had issues in that dome. Here's the thing. If you are trying different things, you're trying, uh, you know, different guys on the O-line and Parker at halfback and, Put Mark Legio out there to do it, so it's not yep. the first time. That's right. When he ever has to do that in the future, put guys yep. in challenging situations, not in uh, unaccomplishable positions or slim margin decisions. No, put them in position to be challenged, and that's what he did. Legio was straight but short. Okay, to me, he missed one. Guy. Just like, 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 like me, David. I He short. missed one that he should have had.
1: Yeah, he missed a what was it 40 30, 38, 38 or whatever. 38. It was. Yeah. So, am I concerned about Leggio? No. Am I concerned about the rush uh the rushing numbers against? Not really. They were you know Biggie goes out early. They're rotating guys. Uh, Darby and Clements are are you know, they have a higher ceiling maybe than some of the other guys that backed them up, but they it was their first game. The kick coverage maybe concerned me. Um they gave up a lot of yards, but some of it was Uh, miss field goal returns. I don't know, man. Here's my tinfoil hat. Okay, they put out Leggio above his range. Okay, they kick it deep when there's a minute six left instead of an onside kick. Now, O'Shea defended it strategically, saying there's enough time to get a two and out if you kick it deep. And only in the CFL moment, Terry Williams has his foot outside of bounds and you think it's a penalty on them. Penalty on us, because you could do that on purpose. And, and then they get it at the 50-yard line. I'm still not sure that most coaches wouldn't try an onside kick. Do I think the Bombers were trying to lose? No, but were they really trying to win? You think they want to play Calgary in the West Final? There's no freaking way they want to play Calgary in the West Final.
0: I don't think they care who they play. I think they want to play the winner of a game in Vancouver. You want to play against a team that just played in a dome. You don't want to play against a team that Explain won that. in a Explain cold. Explain that. Well, like, if if BC hosts the West Final, yeah. whether it's the Lions or the Stamps that come out of that game and come to Winnipeg, they're coming out of a dome. They're coming out of a game where they played in a controlled, warm environment. Good point. If, yeah. if you play against either the... If the Bombers play against either the Lions or the Stamps from McMahon, you're playing against a team that prepared all week for a yeah, cold weather game good and will prepare again all week for a cold weather game. Uh, is there more of an advantage to BC to be the team that comes to Winnipeg for the West final if they play in Vancouver? Absolutely. But I think they're less concerned about that and more concerned about uh, maybe a more dangerous team in Calgary getting momentum with uh winning you know well winning the division winning second place yeah in the division um and then having that momentum through um uh, you know uh a dome win or, or that that sort of thing i think it's just it's all these little nuances right i, I think that's the yeah. path winnipeg would want their opponent to
1: take absolutely I, I, you're yeah. bang on darren and of course as, as well bc's going to be at home Ro- scott roger uh rifle up buddy uh, home team has an advantage in theory and i do think we'd rather play bc i do we we play bc at the height of their powers with nathan Roark and beat them by three touchdowns and let me tell you vernon adams ain't scaring anybody he was vastly outplayed by drew brown who's our backup with a patchwork O line that guy scares nobody so I would much rather play BC myself. Just just talking from a fan perspective. Darren, one question for you. Are I mean, of course, one of the concerns, too, is Kolonkowski was hurt, but... Uh, we don't know. Uh, maybe. Everybody's
0: asking me. I got DMs. I got texts yeah. on, on the, the bonfire hotline here. Uh, you know, do we know anything? Is there a practice this week? Is there a practice that's not listed this week that, you know, fans can attend? No, there's no practices this week. The bonfires okay, so- working. Okay, but yeah. but they're not on the practice field, no, and and therefore we don't get any uh, injury updates. So when they return to practice on Monday, I think uh, they'll return on Monday. Let me let me double check here. Um, the, they return on on Monday to the practice field. It's an eleven thirty five at IG Field if, if fans want to attend. But uh, no, so no update on that. I wanted to bounce it back to you though, Zach, because you mentioned the offensive line, and and that reminded me this thought. That, you know, the thought of if you want to get the best look at Drew Brown, why put him in front of a patchwork offensive line? That makes zero sense to me. Zero sense. Okay. Why? I agree. Don't you want to see what he has? Do you want him to just sit there in a cozy pocket? Like, yeah, that might help. But don't you want to see him under duress? Don't you want to see him? in a challenging spot goes back to what I said. You want to put these guys in challenging positions. Yeah. You got to remember too. drew Brown has played on the field at practice with Eric Lofton at tackle with Jeff gray at tackle with Michael Couture at center as you know, he, he kind of worked his way through that second team at practice all, all season long. So, and you know, in Couture's case, uh, as of recent, so, um, that that made no sense to me when people were like, well, why yeah. would you do that to Drew Brown? They didn't do anything to Drew Brown. They put him in a position to grow as much as he can. And the mistakes, the, the, the pick sixes, it doesn't matter if they're pick sixes or if they're, you know, tackled by Nick Dembski immediately at the spot. It's the same mistake. Yeah. The, the after result is irrelevant, frankly. So yeah. he's, uh, you know, Michael Shea mentioned it on his show. Um, You know, he knows he's probably not going to make those mistakes again. So, that's what you want to accomplish. That was what I talked about all last week on midweek and and game day, Winnipeg with Chris Walby, that strategy of how to take full advantage of these final two weeks of the season, while also ensuring your health is where it needs to be. Uh, I think it was a, you know, the, the bombers are doing it to a T right now
1: absolutely i i love your points there and also love to trevor thompson who was at the game as were many bomber fans apparently they had a great seat sale uh, on WestJet, so shout out to all the fans who made it there
0: 58 bucks each yeah, way awesome, He said their trevor. tickets to the game were more expensive than flying to vancouver
1: yeah yeah and you took over bc place so good on you here's here's just a couple questions for you and then we'll i know we got to move on so one is uh, are you concerned, Darren, or are people in the Firestarters, uh, concerned about our kick coverage? No. And why do you say that? You said it immediately. Like, no, not even a question.
0: I, I'm not because I, you know, like, and look, I I heard Mike O'Shea on his show with DT yesterday. And, you know, he says they're good. He didn't say they're very good. He said they're good. And, it, you know, if you listen to Mike O'Shea a lot, you can kind of read between the lines a little bit. Maybe it's tinfoil hat since that's kind of the the term of the the day here. But I I think he is critical of his cover teams that they need to do work and need to be better. But he'd say that even about a group that's playing extremely well or effectively. I'm not concerned because similarly to how offenses and defenses don't show their entire playbook through the first six weeks of the season, you don't show your, you know, nuance or or, or unique uh, wrinkle to your cover team, and put it on tape for your playoff opponents to see. Or in BC's case, like you're going to do it right up against them. They're going to figure that, out a way to to, to counter it. That's and the that last thing and and that do. blends
1: in That's this perfect segue to my second thing: is to what extent were the bombers playing possum? And what I mean by that is exactly what you said, Darren. They're hiding their cards. Because this is a potential playoff opponent. And you know Calgary's watching the film. Because when you when you prepare for a team, let's say they meet them in the West Final, they gotta Calgary's play Calgary's gonna and look one
0: one or the other, right? Yeah,
1: Calgary's gonna look at the film against BC. Um yeah. Are they you know they're not gonna show everything?
0: Of course. Okay, hey, let's not move on. I, I know you have that duty tonight. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I, I may meet thir- that eight, with a double entendre. Uh, so let's, uh, quickly I still get can't believe I didn't get
1: your vanilla joke. I still can't believe I didn't get that Marcus sales vanilla joke. Oh my God. Oh
0: yeah. That I, was, it, it just, I like, was like,
1: whoo, <sighs> I was just like, ha I get it. But like inside, I was like, it,
0: it's okay. Uh, so, th-
1: things are good on the home front. We got a few more minutes Darren. and you don't have to, it's not a hard cap. Good. Okay. Let's good. go though. Let's uh, and, talk and about to answer Cody granny Fajardo. bomber
0: fans question, does, uh, the, the Zach, uh, Kilar is signing for three years I mean Drew God Brown Roger. will really sign. Well, what did I miss here?
1: Oh, he's just he he, he just jumped on your dad double entendre. Oh, uh, okay.
0: Um, nice. so earlier today, uh, Cody Fajardo spoke, um, about not getting the nod to start in the second last game of the season for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. They're at home, uh, this week and. <laughs> Cody Fajardo is not the starting quarterback. They will start Mason fine. Um, you know, so Fajardo said, I hope there's somebody out there that might still want me. I don't think this is the end of the Cody Fajardo book, but I think, uh, but it might be the end of this chapter. So is Cody playing his final season for the Rough Riders? Maybe some people are saying, uh, you know, Cody Fajardo is 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 whining publicly about this. I think Cody Fajardo sees the writing on the wall. It's clear as day to me. It's clear as day Mm. to many people. And it's clear to Cody as well. The team is not confident in him. So he's not whining about, um, you know, not playing. He is simply stating, it's clear the team is moving on from me. I want uh, another opportunity. He's just letting people know that his services are going to be available this off season He's not going to ride into the sunset. Uh, Dave Dickinson uh, did not view this is according to Farhan He does not view it as a concession that the season is over for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. They can still uh, qualify for the crossover if Hamilton loses out. Um, but it gives them a chance to evaluate Mason fine for the future. Also believes Mason fine starting this week gives them the best opportunity to To win. So what does that tell you? You're Cody Fajardo. You're QB1 for years. And then suddenly your playoff chances are hanging by a thread and the coach says, this gives us the best chance to win. It's okay. He also, Fajardo stated, I will be a good teammate and I will help prepare as a number two. Good. He's a pro. But he's simply stating the obvious. I know I'm not going to be here next year. Uh, I want to continue To play so
1: so so let me ask you this Derek. these are
0: tough in in Ryderville right
1: yeah they are and they're hosting the great cup and then you see this right I think on the one hand I think maybe Mason Fine does because they're not winning with Cody they haven't won with Cody for a couple of months now but so maybe Mason Fine does and plus Calgary has not don't they don't have a lot of film on on Mason Fine right that's that's the advantage of playing a backup sometimes. Um, however, I, I like what Bob Mann said, and I and part of me wonders this. To what extent is this Craig Dickinson trying to save his job? Because he also sees the writing on the wall, hoping for a miracle to pull a rabbit out of a hat to get into the playoffs, at least with Mason Fine, salvage his job. Is there any truth to that, you think?
0: Maybe... I think it's Craig Dickinson doing what's best for the team. You keep playing Cody. Does that help your team win? Uh, maybe, maybe not, but it definitely tells you, okay, like, is are we going to be confident in Mason Fine going into next season? Does he show us some grit, some resiliency, some spark on the field? Then, you know, going into next year, do we have to sign Bo Levi Mitchell? Or can we maybe develop some guys sign, uh, you know, uh, a a strong number two, you know, maybe it's Vernon Adams, maybe it's, it's Trevor Harris, maybe it's Nick Arbuckle, maybe it's, uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson. If if Toronto moves to like, it it gives you some options there, right? Like a a little bit more where you stand, where your footing is. Um, but no, I I don't think it's, it's him trying to, to save his job. Um, I just want to give everyone a quick update. Jets were leading to nothing at the end of the first Miko Ranson and left alone in front to make it 2 one for the jets. Cole Perfetti just scored his first of the season nice. to restore that two goal lead for the jets. So three, one midway through uh, the second period uh, as we kind of watch on uh, from afar. Um, oh, I like this Scott Roger uh, channeling his inner eight mile vomit on a sweater already. Cole Perfetti. <laughs> um, are the, are the riders in desperation mode? To me, yes. They're trying to figure out what's going to work for next year because they got to go through the East right now and have Hamilton lose out in order to even get into the East. And Hamilton plays
1: Ottawa back-to-back.
0: Right. And we saw what Hamilton did last week
1: yeah to against the St. Peters so, who are hungry for a second place finish right um yeah it looks bad you know they, they and i like what andre harm says you know the Saskatchewan they just don't keep things in house it's not just cody fajardo it's 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 craig dickinson it's all of them and it's just a tire fire i think they're all going to i think the slight, slate's going to get uh, swept clean there in my opinion, but uh, I do slightly feel as much as I find him to be a little bit annoying. I do kind of feel bad for Fajardo. He does have some talent. He doesn't really have an O-line. I will still say though, he does, he's not a finisher in my opinion. You know, he has opportunities in the red zone and he hasn't been able to cash in. You saw that, Duck of a pass to KSB against us, right there. And when they turn it over on downs, there yep. are kick a short field goal. So, I mean, he's had his opportunities. I would say, but uh, I think you think he'll get a you'll think he'll get a look from another team. I could see him getting a look. Cody
0: Fajardo, yeah, he'll get a look. He, you know? He's got he's got
1: experience, right? He's got some athletic ability.
0: Is he like Dakota Brookup Maybe. Yeah, I that think might be we, his whatever ceiling. team is left holding. Um, <laughs> You know, left holding themselves, if you know what I mean. Uh, Maybe I shouldn't put it that way. I don't
1: know what you mean, Derek. Could you explain that?
0: (laughs) No, I don't think so. So, uh, whoever's kind of on the outside looking in uh, (sighs) in the quarterback free agent market might look at Cody Fajardo. Um, Is that a knock on Cody? I think I'm just saying it as it is. He's he's not an elite quarterback. That's my opinion. He's got some great tools, though. He's got some great tools. He
1: does, and uh, love,
0: love love the the ability that he has to run. I think he's a very attractive uh, talent piece to add to a team.
1: Sure, the way he escapes yeah. pressure sometimes is, is brilliant. You, I, I gotta give him credit for that. And folks, do stick around because I have the second uh, item in our on our holiday giveaway package for TSV. We had this beautiful sculpted Jets mug. If you want it for Christmas or Hanukkah or Diwali or whatever you celebrate, Festivus. Uh, and then I'm going to reveal the second of four items later on. TSV, of course, friends of ours. You can find their stuff at Fanatics, at the Bomber Store, at Amazon, and, and other Shoppers place Drug Mart. Shoppers Drug Mart and uh, global, only globally licensed licensee in Winnipeg, local place great folks uh David Thompson and the gang there over on David GF. Thompson? Yes, it's David. Not the David Thompson, okay. but he is the David Thompson to me. Anyway, uh, uh we'll we'll reveal that that item in a few minutes. Let's just uh let's move along here, Darren.
0: Okay, let's get into our NFL picks for sia.com/bonfire. Go to that exact link and sign up uh the bonus now. It's not 500 bucks, it's 1000 bucks. If you deposit $1000, <laughs> you get boosted to a thousand dollars, uh, when you bet that 1,000. So and who we'll bet catch-
1: the house on BC winning? Sorry, folks. I had to go against my bombers. Uh, I bet the house and I won. Yeah. And now I'm you're going to go big. to the bomber
0: store and support your team.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I already won $500 to the bomber store and bought some, some swag. So, uh, well, a yeah, baby. Yeah. And I, and now I'm got, now I have a sweet parlay for next week. Uh, db and i were talking we might reveal that parlay uh later on in the show but okay uh,
0: so last week zach (laughs) you selected san francisco to cover five Uh, and a half in atlanta and cleveland to cover two and a half in new england you lost both so ladies and gentlemen zach schnitzer is oh and eight against the spread in his NFL picks this season. That is not a bad thing. Over. That is a good thing because you have a proven <laughs> deliverer. Uh. You pick against Zach Schnitzer, you yeah. will win. He's 0 and 8 through 4 weeks. He's yeah, rat. it's
1: I I feel like, you know, it's almost like a perfect season. Was it the Lions that went 0 and 16 that year? I mean, it takes talent to lose every game. In football. <laughs> it, takes <something. laughs> it takes some talent. Uh Yeah. So you got picks this week. I do. And, I, and I'm actually feeling not so bad about them, Darren. But, I have, I, I, I've stolen your Cincinnati uh, team here. You oh, because I was win. riding
0: Cincinnati. The, oh, I didn't even mention mine.
1: No, you went. I've been riding
0: Cincinnati the last two weeks. So what You Cincinnati, went one and one, I had, right? Uh, covering two at New Orleans, that hit. Yeah. Uh, and then I had the Chargers to win by uh, to, to cover four and a half, four and a half at Denver. Yeah. They won by Squeaked three. Out, so I lost that by a well, two points. You're still so five and I'm three five though, and brother. Three on the five season. and three is uh, pretty
1: good. Yeah. Yes, the two thousand eight Lions, Steve Smith, way they may they live in infamy. So I this week I've got um Cincinnati minus six at home against the Falcons. Uh, I'm still pissed at the Falcons. Uh, for what they did to the Niners. So I'm going to take Cincinnati at home. They're starting to throw the ball instead of trying to run. Like, just let Joe Burrow cook. Let him throw the ball with those receivers. I think they cover minus six. They cover six at home against the Falcons this week. And then I've got Kansas City on the road. Uh last I checked on SAA, buddy. It was uh they they just had to cover two and a half at San Francisco, who's beat up on defense. I think uh I think Kansas City will be out for revenge from their from their Bills game. So I've got Kansas City and minus two and a half on the road at San Francisco.
0: Okay. Uh I'm literally picking as we Of course you
1: because that's that's what that's what five and three guys do. They just pick as they
0: speak. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes we do um mm, you know i don't know if i want to touch that uh what no, i do like that. baltimore is uh on a bit of a skid they yes. are six and a half point favorites at home to the cleveland browns so i'm going to take baltimore minus six and a half
1: you think they're going to come around
0: versus cleveland oh yeah they're, they'll win by a touchdown they're going to be full of piss and vinegar um what are the other games here? Oh, New Orleans at Arizona is intriguing to me. That Thursday nighter, I pick a lot of primetime games. Dallas's seven-point favorites at home against the Lions. The Commanders are five-point dogs at home to Green Bay. Uh, maybe. I'm not touching Indy Tennessee. I've been following the uh, AFC South for a long, long Your time. Your boys,
1: the Colts.
0: Yeah, 25 years I've been following that division. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not touching uh, an interdivision game between the the Colts and uh, the Titans uh, with with a 2.5 <laughs> line. Uh, the Giants are dogs in Jacksonville. That's interesting uh-huh. to me. Carolina are 11 point underdogs at home to Tampa Bay. That's a oh, big, that's big number. juicy,
1: and Tampa Bay's been He's mediocre. Been okay. Yeah, Mediocre. everybody
0: saw Tom Brady chewing out his, his O-line uh, on the sidelines last week. Oh, yeah. Um, Tom, I
1: think it's Tom Brady. I think it's he stayed a year too long, maybe.
0: Maybe. That's a big yeah. number. I think there's some value there. So go to SIA.com slash bonfire. Get your 100% bonus up to $1,000. Yeah, baby. Mortgage uh, payments. Maybe you can uh, get the Panthers uh, plus 11 uh, yeah Houston at LA. Mm, Jets at Broncos. How about that? The Jets are undefeated on the road this year. They're love in it. Denver and they're one point dogs. On Sorry, Scott here. Roger.
1: I love that they smacked the Packers. I don't I don't necessarily just like the Packers, just Aaron Rodgers, but I think he has a a personality disorder and I feel bad for him because he he didn't ask to be that way. (laughs) I think he has a pretty dysfunctional family.
0: So that's just my thought. (laughs) Chargers are six point favorites at home to Mm. the Seahawks. Dolphins are seven point favorites at home to Pittsburgh. Too many question marks there. Bears in New England. Uh,
1: Darren, just pick one. Dithering Darren, come on.
0: Okay, I'm going to take uh, Green Bay to cover five at Washington. Yeah. So I got Green Bay minus 5.0 at Washington.
1: All right. I like that you're so writing we'll it down. That I, line feel, ends like, up. I feel like this is the Probably week go for me, Darren. Now, but, hey? I feel like this is the week for me. I'm going to turn it around. I Well, I was no, text- no.
0: Keep it Keep it going, man, because I, I always bet your picks, and then I'm rich at the end of the i
1: know you should give me a cut buddy i was talking to my cousin uh matt over in culver city in la and uh, he's a big nfl fan has it on all day on sunday big better and i and i said you got to help me out buddy you got to help me out and he said actually i'm terrible at betting at the nfl and i said are you zero and eight and then he he sends some emojis laughing at me (laughs) and some other not so uh not so friendly emojis. He's like, no, no, I'm not that bad. <laughs> so he, 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 he didn't give me any uh, ideas though. This is all on my own. I just, I just think I'm due buddy. It's all you for the mean.
0: It's all you. Okay, uh, let's do our CFL. Ben, Is that enough NFL talk? Yeah, let's do uh, our CFL rapid fire. Andrea too. Yeah. Okay. So let's get to the CFL rapid fire. You can go to SIA.com slash bonfire right now, sign up, get your bonus Ottawa in Hamilton. The Ticats are six point favorites, Zach. Who do you like?
1: I like the Ticats. I'm jumping on the Darren bombing train.
0: Okay. So you got uh, Hamilton.
1: Part of my two game parlay on SAA.com. Yep.
0: I'm with you there. Yep. Uh, We've got uh, BC, seven point favorites in Edmonton.
1: Love it. Yeah. I mean, Cornelius is out. Yeah. I would take BC. They're still cutting for that home. Home game, yep.
0: Yeah, I'm with you there. Okay, I was against you in all these picks last week, so we're, we're, yeah. now we're now we're holding hands. Uh, oh. Toronto at Montreal. The Argos are favored on the road by one and a half.
1: I take. I would. I would take uh, Montreal on that one.
0: You like Montreal plus one point five? Yeah,
1: I do. It's not a big cut. It's not a big uh, one point five and beat them by two. I, the Argos are so up and down. I the Argos could go and destroy them by forty, and I wouldn't be surprised, but I'm just gonna take a team there.
0: I think Toronto's a good team against a weak team. So I'm gonna take Toronto minus 1.5. Okay. Uh and then Calgary is a two and a half point favorite in Saskatchewan.
1: Two and a half. Two and a half. Are you kidding me? With that tire fire? Oh man, they're not just gonna find Montreal, they're gonna they're gonna put a lean on the house, buddy. Uh yeah. Find Montreal. Fine find Saskatchewan. Oh, I muffled that. Mason fine. Uh, Mason fine. They're not just gonna find go. Saskatchewan. They're gonna put a so lean on the they're gonna I'm put a lean on that. Toilet bowl. Like
0: Calgary minus oh
1: baby. So I put 30 bucks down on a on a two game parlay in the CFL with uh with Calgary only needing to cover two and a half and Hamilton minus six against Ottawa. Thirty bucks gives you a hundred, folks. It's a great website. Canadian owned, yeah, uh, indigenous owned, love it. Just put five ten bucks on there just for fun, man.
0: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. It's the place you want to be to put a little sprinkle uh, on the games. SIA.com slash bonfire. And you help support us here uh, on the station. Uh, I do want to mention, okay. uh, If you need a haircut and a beard trim in Winnipeg, the place you want to go is old town barbershop. Okay. They are an awesome spot. Uh, to be. Um, they are on Tache, just about a block and a half from the hospital. You can park right in front. Uh, they are at uh, 284 Tache. So what you want to do is call or text Jeff. I got his number in my phone. I'll get it for you. I've been going to Jeff for a number of years now, and I've actually followed him between a few different spots, but now he's opened up the um, his own shop, the Old Town Barber Shop, and, and he's really uh, phenomenally talented at men's haircuts and beard trims. Uh, so go check them out uh, at 284 uh, Taché. Uh, this is the number you want to call 204 391 8166. 204 391 8166 great local business and this is the best part you go to the old town barbershop at 284 tache they have one of the most eclectic and unique atmospheres a sports fan could hope for old school football hockey and baseball stuff like the you will not get i can sit in that barbershop at 284 tache and like just look at the walls for yeah. hours. It That's is awesome. so cool in there. So cool. Like retro uh all types of, of of cool uh paraphernalia and memorabilia and stuff like you name it, they've got it there. Um so go see Jeff uh, at 284 Tache in the Old Town Barber Shop 204-391-8166. The uh all that information is in the video description below. So uh, go see Jeff, text him uh, for a cut or a trim or a beard trim. Uh, he is extremely good. Uh, you won't look better. You won't feel better uh, than after going uh, to the Old Town Barber Barbershop. Uh, you tell them Bonfire sent you.
1: Yeah, and uh, Tao Zen saying, I need to get over there. I'm not sure if he's talking about the hair or the beard or both, but he could be right. He could be right. I love it, Darren, and I love a, I love a barbershop that's old school, you know. That that uh, that appeals to me, and I think many folks, and especially with the sports paraphernalia, so uh, a great local business to support, and you're supporting Bonfire, right? And and DB looks good, so if DB looks good.
0: <laughs> no complaints, anyway, <laughs> uh, from others around me, but uh, I, I wouldn't go anywhere else. I absolutely love uh jeff and, and the gang at uh, old town barbershop uh 284 Tache. uh kevin sproul says uh, db zach can the eastman raiders get a shout out i will show my grand nice. uh, my gf's son he will be pumped what's going on sproul family uh enjoy <laughs> this time of year eastman raiders go raiders that's awesome uh, awesome news um love the local football scene uh, yeah dear to my heart zach the Raiders. The Raiders. Go Eastman um, Raiders.
1: Love it. Uh, Darren, I got to do my TSV uh teaser here. Okay. Uh, so the first item, of course, was the Jets mug. Second item, something you might want for the Western Final from the Bomber Store, uh, from TSV is one of these. Uh, I don't know if you can see it on the camera. There you go. It is a hand warmer, and it's got oh, a little. Like the players uh, wear. Yeah, just like the players wear. It's like a fanny pack. It goes around your waist, adjustable, and uh, it's cozy and it's cool looking. So when you're not clapping your face off at the Western Final or on the 28th there, uh, it might be a cold game. You can put your hands into this little cozy, just like the players have. I love it from TSV, and uh, you can look like the players, feel like the players, and uh, be nice and toasty warm. So that's item number two. Two more to go, folks. From our friends at TSB, thank you very much.
0: That's awesome. Okay, yeah, you got final thoughts? I think we uh, we hit on everything today.
1: I think we do. You know, I'm just I'm just looking forward to the 28th. Interesting to see what the Bombers will put out there. I think you'll see some more starters, Darren. And, yeah, and I think yeah, by that point, you may even see BC playing some backups, sending them on the road. So. The interesting game to be at, I believe it's 90s night. I'm sure Gregory Liverpool has a lot of songs he wants to send us that he loves from the 90s. Darren, what is your favorite 90s band, buddy?
0: Oh, favorite 90s band? I don't know, like... like Pearl Jam I was yeah. really really into it at that time uh love you know Soundgarden Nirvana I was really Sound into that. Yeah. the hip-hop in the 90s is what really captured my heart I love that I'm just like Blake Wheeler if you uh, saw Murata Tesh's piece uh in The Athletic Blake Wheeler is a big uh uh music guy hip-hop yeah. guy uh freestyle rapper uh as well um but uh my favorite 90s song is by a guy by with the same name as the Manitoba Moose head coach, Mark Morrison, Return of the oh, Mac. That's okay.
1: My okay. I I love it. I was a Soundgarden guy. I'm, I'm seeing Pearl, yeah. Pearl Jam, Smashing Pumpkins, <laughs> Backstreet Boys is what Darren likes. Uh, so, folks, we, w- we won't have a game day because we don't have a game day. Uh, and then we will see you next Wednesday. To pre- prep, uh, we'll, we'll review what happened in the CFL this week, the intriguing playoff implications here, Darren. See what, what? happens in Saskatchewan. That's going to be what I'm really watching. And, uh, and then we'll tee up the last regular season game against the BC Lions. Another chance for Bombers to, to chant their favorite chant, which is, of course, BC sucks. <laughs> so I will love that.
0: Yeah. uh, do want to mention, as Scott Roger points out, the rifles are in Regina for their Prairie football conference semifinal this weekend. Uh, hashtag rifle up uh, Cal Lando, uh, What's going on, man. Go see Jeff at the old town barbershop. Uh, 204-391-8166. As you see on your screen right there, you can find him at 284 Tache park right on the street, right in front, uh, pop in uh, and uh, get a fresh cut. You'll look,
1: Looking you're good, like, DB. You're, you're looking okay. good. Oh, can you're I just nice. say one more thing? Sorry, I forgot to say this on the show last time. Just uh, a quick update on our Fantasy League. Uh, our our Bonfire Do or Die uh, Fantasy League, uh, NJLAF705 is just edging out Ted Lee and uh, for the MCW with 1,778.9 points. Of course, the winner of that gets a prize. And then... In our pick'em league, we got C. Diddick, who's past Ted Lee is at twelve, four, eighteen, but it's a close race between him and Ted Lee, too. Ryan Harris. It's a, a two-horse race. And by the way, C Diddick, who's in our who's in our pick'em pool and our fantasy pool, and C J and CJ, yeah, and Ted Lee are like top ten in the entire country. Like, I think they're like two, three. In the entire country, so we have some rarefied air folks at Bonfire Sports Manitoba, Pick fantasy. Manitoba good on you guys! Football, they, they do, they do, and and I think, um, I I think even uh, njlaf A F seven hundred five is right up there too. So anyway, thanks for playing. more importantly,
0: folks. More importantly those winners of our fantasy will win a pretty great. Prize will yes.
1: they not. Pri- yeah, fin- f- uh, fantasy and pick'em. Yep.
0: Yeah, like you're not going to be disappointed. Maybe the best prize we've given away this perhaps, year. So, perhaps. So. Yeah. Uh, well, folks,
1: we- nice to see everybody. Nice to see the fire starters. We'll see you in a week. Who knows? Maybe I'll have a a haircut and a beard trim.
0: Yeah, go see Jeff. Don't underestimate
1: a beard trim when you have a, when you try to have a beard going. It's a. It takes a lot to maintain a nice beard. No question. It certainly does.
0: And it just feels good. You know, go get a haircut. Feels good. Go see Jeff. Uh, Give him a call. 391-8166, area code 204. Uh, Just text him right now. He'll set you up. He'll get you. Okay. Uh, You you won't regret it. Okay, everybody. Appreciate uh, everybody coming out uh, today. And take care, Zach. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week here on OnStarMidweek. Midweek.